Welcome to Evidence of Monsters. I'm Becca. I'm Shannon. And welcome to part two of Crazy Lori and Frat Boy Chad. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Yep, if you made it here, good for you. Yep, oh yeah. This one's just going to get worse. I need it. I know I have to have it because if I don't have the information from you, I'm going to go get it myself. Like, I have to have it. Right, yeah, yeah, I know. You have to know. Once you know this have, you got to know the rest of it. Um, anything to talk about? I don't think so. I don't think so, not... I really just want to, like, go. Like, I need it. I know. I know. You just want to know now. <laughs> I want all of the information, please. Uh, let's just go. Let's go. Where did okay. we leave off? We left off. Um, Charles died. Charles died. That was the last thing that happened. Lori tried to claim his life insurance, and they told her no. Okay. We know JJ had autism, so JJ had a service dog named Bailey, who was, like, his best friend. Oh. Bailey slept with JJ every night to comfort him. Apparently, JJ had trouble sleeping, but then as soon as they got Bailey, he he was fine. Okay, so on August 9th, this is like a couple weeks after Charles has died, Lori puts Bailey up for sale. The dog? The dog. <gasps> what? She put in her ad, um, her owner has recently died and needs a new home. <gasps> Because Bailey's a service dog, you you can't just sell him. Like he's trained by a company, you have to give him back to the company so like he can a go. Real service dog, like not like a print out a certification on the internet service dog. No, no, no. Like this was real. She had to send the dog back to the company that trained it. Like you can't Did just they sell find it. out somehow or what? I, yeah, yeah. The company contacted her and was like, "You can't, you can't sell the dog. You have to give the dog back to us or whatever." She didn't get in trouble for it. They were just like, "You can't do that. You have to give." They it didn't back. ask where is the person this dog is registered to. I don't know. I guess just because the mom said that, you know, he didn't need her anymore, then they were fine with that. I don't know. I don't like it. So, so they came and got Bailey. August 9th, still August 9th, Kay Woodcock, JJ's grandmother calls via FaceTime to talk to JJ. They do that all the time. That's how they usually talk to JJ. Mm-hmm. Kay said that the call lasted at like 35 seconds and it seemed like JJ was being rushed off the phone and coached what to say and it didn't, it was just very hurried. Oh. It wasn't like a conversation with him. And this will be the last time that she's ever able to speak to him. Oh no. Uh... So after that, Lori just makes constant excuses or just doesn't answer whenever they call and ask to speak to him. And that's their grandchild, right? That's their, yeah, that's their actual grandchild, yes. Was he okay when they talked to him? Yeah, he seemed like he was fine. You know, he was just being hurried off the phone. Like, they were, they could tell there was somebody else there, like, basically telling him to hurry up. Oh, I just I know what happens, and I'm not, I'm not good. That's the thing, yeah. Knowing what happens makes this part a lot harder to read and go through. <sighs> okay. That's why I don't sound very happy about all this. Um, it's not happy. And then when did Charles die? July. July 11th. So a couple weeks, a few weeks before this. Well, she's just getting rid of everybody. Yeah, yeah. It's just like everybody that doesn't fit ends up falling off. Everyone who doesn't fit in the closet. Okay. Right. <laughs> yeah. There's none of room for all of them in there. Right. Right. Humor is how we cope with trauma, everyone. Please and excuse us. Nora. <laughs> So August 14th, a few days later, Lori searches for wedding rings online. Supposedly, she sent a picture of them to niece Melanie. Okay. Okay, so just keep that in mind. So August 20th, we're just kind of going down the timeline here now because the dates are all so close together and everything just happens like consistently after this. Oh, no. So 
August 20th, Lori travels to Idaho. Remember, Chad lives in Idaho. Mm-hmm. So she's there for a couple of days and she takes pictures of Kennedy Elementary School and BYU, the college that Tylee was supposed to attend, according to Lori. So August 31st, Lori, Tylee, and JJ move to Rexburg, Idaho, which is where Chad lives. Isn't he still married? And he's, oh yeah, he's definitely still married. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Oh no. Why? But exactly why? Why are you moving up there to your supposedly friend where your friend lives? He's supposed to be your friend right now, even though everybody else knows he's not. <sighs> okay. Yeah. So she moves up there to obviously to be closer to Chad. There's no other reason. Like, I'm sorry. No. There's it's not. Okay. So September 8th, this is like nine days later. Mm-hmm. Lori takes Tylee and JJ to Yellowstone National Park. Uh, they go with their uncle Alex. He comes with them. Oh, yay. We know they went there. Lori took a photo of Tylee holding JJ with Alex smiling in the background. It's like the photo that's been posted about them. I don't know if you've seen it, but but it's like the photo. Yeah, it's really very ominous now, especially now knowing this will be the last time Tylee Ryan is seen alive. Oh, no. Tylee. Yes, poor Tylee. We know that her phone pinged at the park at 1.09 p.m. And there's no record of her anywhere beyond that point. No witnesses had seen her. But JJ was seen after that? Yes, JJ was seen after that. Oh, dear. So the only things that we know about the night, that night, September 8th, the last day she was seen and early the next morning come from Alex Cox's cell phone pings. And we know these things now. They didn't at the time. But at 2.42 a.m., Alex is at Lori's apartment. At 3.37 a.m., this is about an hour later, he leaves Lori's apartment. About an hour after that, he goes to his apartment, or he's at his apartment. At 9 a.m., he leaves his apartment, and at 9.20, he arrives at Chad's house. What? At 11.39, that's the last time his phone pings at Chad's house. I think it pings a couple more times, and he's still at Chad's house. So he's there at Chad's house between 9.21 a.m. and 11.39 a.m., so for a couple hours. Hey, friends now? What happened? Yeah, it's very strange. So, soon after Alex leaves Chad's house, Chad sends a message to his wife, Tammy, and he says, Well, I've had an interesting morning. I felt I should burn all of the limb debris by the fire pit before it got too soaked by the coming storms. While I did so, I spotted a big raccoon along the fence. I hurried and got my gun, and he was still walking along. I got close enough that one shot did the trick. He is now in our pet cemetery. Fun times. Oh, no. Then he says, going to go shower now and then go right for a while at BYU. Love you. I don't like any of that. That doesn't feel good. It stresses me out so much. So Tylee's now missing. There's now a freshly dug supposed raccoon grave in Chad's cemetery, conveniently. Oh, no. Okay. We find out more about that later, I'm assuming. We will. Okay, so the next day, there's a Venmo transaction from Tylee's Venmo account to Colby, her brother. That's Lori's okay. oldest son. Yeah. So apparently this was something that happened often because Lori wasn't very tech savvy and she would send Colby money using Tylee's account. Okay. Okay, so on September 17th, footage is captured on a neighbor's doorbell camera of JJ playing in the front yard. Okay. Also on the 17th, Brandon, whose niece Melanie's husband... Um, remember, like, a strained husband, I guess, because they, oh, oh, they're okay. getting a divorce now. Right. 
he sees JJ and tells Kay and Larry that he's okay. The grandparents that he's okay. I don't know if he saw him in person or if he saw him via FaceTime. I would assume FaceTime because they live in Arizona. So he does see JJ on the 17th. Lori had hired a nanny to watch JJ occasionally. And she told the nanny that they had just moved there and that her husband had just died of a heart attack, which is not true. No. And that her daughter was going to college in town, which she was not. So the nanny watches JJ on September 18th for the first time. So on September 19th, the next day, the nanny watches JJ again. Lori told her that she was going with her brother to the airport to pick up her friend. So later she comes back with a woman that she said did podcast with her. This was Melanie, friend Melanie, obviously. Lori doesn't call the nanny back after that. The nanny doesn't go back to the house after that. Does the nanny ever say that JJ mentioned Tylee at all? Uh, No. She said that Lori told her that, you know, Tylee would come and, you know, do laundry and stuff occasionally, but it looked like just Lori and JJ lived there. Okay. But she never saw Tylee. She never, as far as I know, no. I don't know. Okay. The woman, obviously, like we said, was friend Melanie. So Melanie says that in the few days that she spent with Lori, Lori told her the same thing. She told her that Tylee was at college at BYU, which again, she was not there. So she also started saying that JJ was acting like a zombie. Lori had, according to Melanie, spoken of zombies before. She had even called Tylee a zombie months months before that. Oh, no. Lori, according to Lori, a zombie is basically someone whose spirit has left their body. Now their body is overtaken with a new evil spirit, like she said happened to Charles. Um, the original spirit gets thrown into limbo and then can't be released until the physical body dies. Oh, no. Okay. Apparently, JJ had been exhibiting some strange behavior, according to Lori, but Melanie says that he seemed normal to her. Isn't he, like, nine? Yeah, he's nine, and he has autism. So, <sighs> like, I mean... Lori, shut the fuck up. I hate her so much. Oh, my God. That makes me so angry. Oh, my God. That's fucked up. For a mother to say a mother. about her autistic child, that's fucked up. It is. Absolutely, it is. They should have been taken from her multiple times before this. Like, I, I don't know. The first time she said she wanted to drive off the fucking road with them. Exactly. That should have been it. I don't understand. I don't know. I don't know. But like I said, she was supposedly a really good mom before all this. So, I mean, everybody <laughs> like. Anymore. I don't care. How much she's she not like. anymore. That's the thing. I guess everybody just kind of let it go too long. And then it got it got to be too much. There were too many red flags here. They got ignored. And I'm I sure. Then... Yeah. Take a deep breath because you're about to really stress. All right. Let's do it. Okay, so everybody, yeah, take a deep breath. This is where it's going to suck. Um, not that it hasn't already the entire time. So September 22nd is the last day that JJ is seen alive. Aww. A picture of JJ is uploaded to Lori's iCloud account at 10.46 a.m. Uh, JJ's just sitting on the couch. He's wearing red pajamas like he's just hanging out. Melanie's boyfriend, apparently his name is David, David Warwick. Um, he had also joined them at some point to be a guest speaker on their podcast. Well, on September 22nd that day, uh, David says that while they were preparing to record, JJ started acting up. So Alex took him back to his apartment for a little while. Um, later that evening, David says that Alex returned and he was carrying a sleeping JJ. JJ was just laying on his shoulder or something. Okay. The only reason that David really remembered that, he said, is because he, he remembered it. It was like a heartwarming moment because his uh -huh. uncle was holding him. He was sleeping, you know, sweet. Right. So this is the last time that JJ is seen by anyone other than Lori or Alex that we know of. Oh. 
David said that the next morning, I don't know if he stayed the night or just came back over, but he didn't see JJ and he asked Lori where he was. And Lori told him that late that night that JJ started acting like a zombie again. And he started climbing on the cabinets. Well, he got on top of the cabinets and knocked a picture of Jesus off of the refrigerator. Okay. And so at that point, Lori says Alex came and got him. And did what? Well, I don't know. Picked him up. Later the next morning, the 23rd, at 9.55 a.m., Alex Cox's phone pings again near a pond at Chad Daybell's property. Oh, no. That's extremely stressful. These pathetic excuses for human beings are infuriating me. They're horrendous. Like, it's, <sighs> it's insane. It's These awful. are children. Babies. Little babies that trusted their mom that had protected them for their whole life. And now she's feeding them to the wolves. Like, I don't understand. This is their family. It's I insane. don't understand. People that they, people that were supposed to protect them. They're, yeah. they're literal blood family. This is their family. Like everything. I don't get it. It's stressful. And the, you can look up the picture of JJ uh-huh. that they got off of the iCloud of the day he went missing. And I like, that was the, that was the one thing so far. I know the story. I've heard it. I mean, not like I don't know. It, it's upsetting to me, but I've heard it so many times now. But seeing that last picture of him was like, oh, whew, that one got me. So the next day was September twenty fourth. Um, that was Tylee's seventeenth birthday. So th- there's nothing from Tylee on social media. There's no posts. Which like she's seventeen. She's gonna post. She has social media. She's. And it's 2019. She's going to be all over it. Exactly. And there was nothing nothing from Tylee on social media at all. There is another Venmo sent from Tylee's account to Colby's. But also that day, Lori tells the nanny that she will no longer require her services because JJ was staying with his grandmother for a couple weeks while Lori would be in Hawaii. And that's obviously not true. Obviously not. No. Because the grandmother hasn't seen him. The grandmother's been begging to see him and Lori's ignoring her. So Colby does text Tylee, his, you know, her older brother texts her on a birthday saying, Hey Ty, happy birthday. I'm so proud of you. I know you've been through a lot. Trust God. It's all going to be okay. And then he gets a reply saying, thanks Colbs. I love you. Fuck you, Lori. He tries to text her again saying, you okay? Call me later. You know, kind of thing. That's not exactly what it says, but that's basically it. And Tylee's phone replies again and says she's at the movies. You know, she'll call him later. Colby said that these messages were not written the way that Tylee would write yeah. messages. Like, they were not... Especially brother to sister, you know. That's the thing. If yeah. Like, if it was you, I would know. Immediately. Immediately, <laughs> immediately if it wasn't you typing. But even some of Tylee's friends have came out since then and said the same thing. They've received replies and stuff to their messages, but they didn't sound like Tylee. Like, she would use shortened words, and Tylee didn't use shortened words. She spelled things out, you know? Yep. It's just a little stuff like that, but Lori definitely typed like that. That's gross. So there's more Venmo transactions, you know, throughout the next little bit. We know now, you know, it wasn't Tylee, but it it was Lori sending money to Colby. But on October 2nd, Lori orders two wedding rings, two of the rings that she was looking at before. The ones she sent a picture of, supposedly, Isn't to Chad Melanie. Still married? He's still very married, yes. What are you doing? Just like... What? What? I don't get it. 
getting ready for their next life, like pre-buying these. And it's so weird. I don't understand how you could be buying wedding rings for yourself and a married man. It's very weird. Where is your brain? You don't have one. She doesn't have one. She's Not. lost it at this point. It's in the closet. That's what happened. <laughs> Chad put it in the closet. That's what happened. After that, it was just all downhill. <laughs> Oh my God! What did he do to her? Jesus, I know. it's wild. I don't even want to fully blame him because she has to have responsibility for this. She's she is choices. exactly that's the thing. Yeah, I don't care if she was brainwashed. She's she could literally say I was brainwashed. I would be like, I believe you. I right, still want you great. to go to jail. Yeah, you're still yeah exactly. <laughs> I'm so mad. Are we gonna talk about Tammy before this is over? Yes. Yeah. Okay, all right. She, she buys the wedding rings. Go ahead. Okay, so she buys the wedding rings on October 2nd. Also on October 2nd, Melanie, niece Melanie, okay, her ex-husband, or soon to be, I don't know if they were actually divorced at this time yet. His name is Brandon. Um, He is shot at outside of his house. What? And his house is in Arizona, remember? Uh-huh. They still live in Arizona. So he gets shot at by a man in a Jeep Wrangler with Texas license plates. What? Now... I don't know about at the time, but now we know that that man was Alex Cox. What? He was driving a Jeep registered to Charles Ballow. That was now Tylee's. Hold the fuck up. Yeah. So Alex would have had to have taken Tylee's Jeep. Remember Alex and Lori and all of them live in Idaho now. Alex took Tylee's Jeep from Idaho, drove it to Arizona, attempted to shoot Brandon. He missed, but he attempted and then he drove it back to Idaho. Oh, my God. That's a lot. Alex, you need to calm down. Like, what is your problem? Like, what did this guy do to you? Like, he was just happy with your niece. Like, they were they were very in love until your niece went freaking psycho, too. Like, I don't know if she's psycho. I'm sorry, Melanie. You know, sorry. <laughs> my bad. I mean, if she's hanging out with Lori, it must be contagious. Lori had two of her ex-husbands die. Because of Alex, essentially. Exactly. Until Melanie's like, I'm for it. Let's go. Like, right. What is happening? <laughs> what? And he wasn't even subtle about it this time. Like, not at all. No, he just, like, drove up. And, like, Brandon knows him. That was his uncle-in-law, you know? Like, it just dro- like a drive-by shooting and he missed? Well, like, no. So he was, like, waiting for him, you know? And then when Brandon got home, I don't know where he went. If he went to the store or something. When Brandon got home, Alex was waiting for him. And he, like, opened the back of the Jeep and then stuck the gun out and, like, shot at him. And then Brandon drove off. Alex kind of followed him for a little bit and then turned off and left. Uh, well, that didn't work <laughs> out. I better go. <laughs> it's really ridiculous. Like, what? He is not all there. That's... No, he's not. I don't think so at all. So what ha- So obviously... This guy's going to call the cops and be like, this guy yeah. just tried to murder me. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he called the cops. Okay. He, Yeah, he did. So before and after he tried to shoot him, Alex contacted Chad Daybill several times over the phone. So he's like calling Chad and then he shoots a Brandon and then he calls Chad some more and they talk. I'm working on it, Chad. Uh, Chad, you know what? It didn't work out. <laughs> My bad. I suck at this job. Bro. And like. This is 2019. This they is know very recent. Own logs exist, right? Like they have to know that. <laughs> I mean, do they? Like, maybe they Alex don't. apparently doesn't because he's just Alex calling doesn't. everybody. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, all right. <sighs> what happened next? All right, the next part is gonna stress you out. <sighs> October 5th, 
Chad sends a text to Lori basically saying, good news, Tammy is in limbo and Viola has taken over her body. What? But don't worry. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Back the fuck up. (laughs) Back the fuck up. What happened to Alex after the other guy called the police? Oh, okay. He didn't get in trouble for that right then. But he just casually tries to shoot him and then engages in a car chase and then just nothing happens. I don't understand. He was driving Kylie's Jeep and no one's asking, like, why didn't Kylie have her Jeep? She's supposed to be. Nobody's asking enough questions here. That's what it is. No, so he does press charges, okay? okay. Or he files a report. He calls the police, whatever. Uh-huh. You know, he just got shot at. So obviously, of course, uh-huh. he's going to call the police. <laughs> okay. Duh. <laughs> okay. Because okay. they're still investigating. That's why they're. Right. It's still, it's still like open, but like, okay, you know what? We will, we'll get back to that. We will come back to what happens. <laughs> I about don't that. understand these people. Tammy is in limbo. Tammy is in limbo. I got little hearts all around her name on my notes. Absolutely not. I can't Tammy, handle this. Love Tammy. Love her. Okay, so yeah, so he says Tammy's in limbo. Um, but don't worry, he has spoken to Tammy, you know, from the other side. She wants her demon, you know, removed as soon as possible. Oh. Obviously. Okay. Yeah, sure. On October 9th, this is like four days later, Tammy calls the police. And says that she was approached by a masked man holding a paintball gun. And he shot at her several times. What? Yeah. So she posted on her neighborhood Facebook group. She said, something really weird just happened. And I want you to know so you can watch out. I had gotten home and parked in our front driveway. And as I was getting stuff out of the back seat, a guy wearing a ski mask was suddenly standing by the back of my car with a paintball gun. He shot at me several times, although I don't think it was loaded. I yelled for Chad and he ran off around the back of my house. What? Was it full of holy water? I don't understand. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Demon out. Yeah. Right. That's the only I explanation it. I can think of. That's like, amazing. We're going to have to assault her with this paintball gun full of holy water. Like that's the only way. Because these people are mentally junior high school students. Okay, in my mind. Yeah, I understand. And, like yeah. that's the only thing I can think of them coming up with. Like we gotta, we gotta go get our paintball guns, guys. <laughs> Okay. All right. So after that, October 14th. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I don't like the way you sounded just now. I don't like that. Okay. Wait. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So a few days later, October 14th, Melanie, niece Melanie, tells her ex Brandon that she's moving to Idaho. Ugh. So Melanie is now going to move to be next to Lori. She texts him and says, the kids could remain with you in Arizona. You would have to arrange for daycare and I could have the kids for the school holidays and summers. Or I could take the kids to Idaho and enroll them in school there. And you could have the kids for school holidays and summer holidays. Please let me know what you want to do. Please take them, Brandon. Please take them. Also on October 14th, this is the same day that Melanie tells her ex, Kay Woodcock, JJ's grandmother, sends one more email to Lori asking to see JJ. They had been... Still been begging her to see him for the last two months, and Lori yeah. just doesn't respond to the email. Oh no! Okay, deep breath, Becca. You're gonna be so pissed. Oh no! So okay. Pissed. Oh god, I'm not ready. This has been an emotional journey, and I'm. I'm not more stressed ready. out for your response. I mean, oh god. Okay. okay. All right. Okay, so October nineteenth, Tammy Daybell dies in her sleep. <gasps> no. Tammy! 
Poor Tammy. Oh. It's so stressful. Um, I'm actually going to cry. It's awful. Oh Tammy. Tammy. It's, 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 there's no words. Like, <sighs> Tammy. Take a minute. Why am I crying? Oh my I God. I get it. Because Tammy was. I mean, they're all innocent. Everybody in this whole situation. But Tammy didn't even know what was going on right. for the most part. She didn't you know? do anything. She wasn't even involved. It was just her stupid husband, Chad. Oh, stupid fuck Chad. Fuck you, Chad. <sighs> fuck you, Lori. Fuck you, Alex. Like, Tammy. I've got hearts all over her name on my nose. <laughs> and, like, when you tell me somebody dies, I cross them out and I put the date. And I'm not doing it. I'm not. No. We're not crossing Tammy out. We're not crossing Tammy out. Tammy's great. Oh, and her kids. What her is going kids. on? Five kids. In her sleep. In her sleep. Bullshit. Her husband, Chad, claims that she went to bed with a cough. And then she just didn't wake up. You know? <sighs> this is what happens sometimes. You know, when you're 49 years old, it's totally normal. Did they do an autopsy? What did it say? Okay. Okay. At first... It was ruled that she died of natural causes. Okay. Even though she's 49 and just didn't wake up one day. Makes total sense. Yeah. Great. Obviously, now the case has been reopened. Um, Tammy's body was exhumed, so they're doing everything they need to. I don't I don't think that Tammy's body, or Tammy's autopsy, I'm sorry, has been released yet. Because it's still very much part of what... but. Just, she is included in the charges that Lori and Chad are facing now. Good. So. Uh, this whole time you knew. I knew. I'm so sorry. Every time. I was like, oh, Tammy. And you're just like, yeah, Tammy, fuck you too. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so sorry. You knew. You I... lied to me. <laughs> oh. Hope you're okay wherever you are, Tammy. You deserve better. She did. She deserved better. Justice for Tammy. I will tell you. Okay, one thing that I did get from one of the podcasts that I listened to. I'll, I'll go ahead and tell you. It might make you feel a little bit better. One thing that was weird about Chad um, being, you know, quote unquote Mormon, which he's not at this point. Mm, yeah. But when Tammy dies, you know, he's still, you know, claiming to pretty much be Mormon. You know, that's uh -huh. what they, that's basically what they claim to be. But in the Mormon religion, whenever one of the spouses die you get a double headstone because i mean when you're married in mormon culture you're married like for right. life right. and and after so but whenever tammy died she had a single headstone with just her chad didn't put one to where he could be buried next to her kind of like he knew that he was gonna right move on from her in a way um so good for tammy doesn't have chad on doesn't her have to headstone. be buried by him thank god yeah so there's that I'm not okay. Like I'm It's not. Really not. I'm not fully prepared for more information yet, but let's just do it. You're not. You're not at all. But oh god. This is so much. It's there's and there's so much more. Like <laughs> this is like we're like we're like halfway done. Oh my god. It's insane. Now I see why you've been so obsessed with it for so long. Yeah, I guess watching it over the course of the, you know, 2 3 years now it's been. Yeah. It didn't seem like you know, it seemed like I could consolidate it a little bit more, but it's so much stuff. Because, I mean, when we talk about 
serial killers, we talk about their whole entire lives. So yeah. I was like, okay, well, we got, you know, three years of this chick's life to talk about, so it'll be fine. You know, maybe a little backstory at the beginning, maybe a little longer. three years than some serial killers do in ten. It's so much. <laughs> it's ridiculous. That's crazy. So, so yeah, so she dies in her sleep, supposedly. So her husband, Chad, claimed, you know... Yeah, my thoughts exactly. Her husband, Chad. <laughs> I didn't even say anything, and you're like, yeah, exactly what I thought. <laughs> I agree, yeah. I know what you meant. It's okay. I know you did. Um, I know you did. You heard the whole thing in my head. I did, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Chad claims that Tammy went to bed with a cough and that she just didn't wake up. But I've also heard that he said she went to bed with a cough, woke up, and then had a major coughing fit, and then she died. Up your so mind. I don't know entirely which one is true. And it might not have been him. That might have just been contradicting, like, news articles, honestly. Uh-huh. But I don't know for sure. But, um, well, I kind of do. We'll talk about it in a minute. At first, it was ruled that Tammy died of natural causes at 49 years old. Makes perfect sense. <laughs> yeah, totally. Like, what? But um, Tammy and Chad's five children. Remember, they had five children. They're all older, though. Late teens, early 20s, I assume. Mm-hmm. They did an interview with 48 Hours way later. And they said that they were the ones to request she not have an autopsy done that day. Um, One of their sons was there and he says that he heard a loud thud and then his dad shouting his name down the hallway. And all the kids said that they have never seen their dad in such a panic. They said that he was pacing back and forth saying, how could this happen? She can't be dead. Like, shut up, Chad. (laughs) But it pisses me off so much. But and but they said they were the ones to request she not have an autopsy because Chad was in such a state that he couldn't make the decision. So he just kind of like left it up to them. And then they said that Tammy actually wasn't in the best of health. And that's why they didn't really question her be- death being of natural causes because mm-hmm. I guess she was sick for a little while. Aw, poor Tammy. So obviously now the case has been reopened. Um, Tammy's body was exhumed later. We'll talk about it a little bit. Okay. Um, but Chad did receive a $430,000 life insurance payout. For oh, her wow. So he sucks. Okay. And Tammy didn't do anything. She was just a wonderful lady. God, I hope, for her sake, I hope he didn't kill her. I, I know, me too. I really, really do. I hope he wouldn't have done that to her. They've been married for like 28 years. Yeah. Like, it's insane. That was on October 19th. So then on October 31st, Halloween... Melanie, the niece Melanie, and and her uncle Alex are seen packing up Melanie's things from her house in Arizona. She had gotten a townhome in the same complex as Glory and Alex um, in Idaho. So she's now moving from Arizona to Idaho to be with Glory and Alex. Right. Hold on. Wait a second. Didn't Alex try to kill Melanie's ex-husband? And now they're just packing up together and, like, hanging out? Remember that Melanie has been... Very close to her, Aunt Lori. Melanie and her ex are going through a divorce. Very big custody battle thing. Yeah. I don't think Melanie was super, like, upset about that. No, I know, but I'm just saying, like, shouldn't Alex have a warrant out for his arrest? Didn't he, everybody know that it was him? No, everybody didn't know it was him. So, so Brandon could see, like, that it was, he. I think he suspected that it was Charles's truck. Eventually, Brandon hires, like, a private detective to figure out who was in the car or whatever. And then they he finds out that it was Alex. Oh, okay. So, but right now, they're still, like, investigating that. That's, like, an open investigation as part of Brandon's life right now. Okay. Um, but Melanie and Alex are cool. Like, that's her uncle. They. Oh, thanks for that favor, Uncle Alex. 
Yeah, trying to kill my ex. Super appreciate that. Just the father of my children. No big deal. <laughs> Why is everybody insulting? Like, it's fine. This is fine. Right. They just, that's what blows my mind about this. But everybody just like, is like, yeah, that sounds great. Lori, <laughs> awesome. You're so smart. I'm like, what are you talking about? I don't understand. This is insane. <laughs> but, okay, so, all right, so that's the end of October. So in November, November 3rd, Lori and Chad go to Hawaii together. They go to Hawaii a lot. I don't know. I don't know what? what's in Hawaii, but. Yeah, no, they're, yeah, their children are missing, you know, it's fine. Not according to them, they're not missing, you know, they know the just where they are, are, they gone. say. gone, his wife just died like a week ago, and they're just going to Hawaii? Yes, this is two weeks after Tammy dies. Lori That's and Chad disgusting. go to Hawaii. Oh, it's so disgusting, it's infuriating, like. <sighs> I actually want to throw up, That's really gross. I don't like that. Oh, it's about to get way worse. So that was on the 3rd <laughs> of November. Just wait, what? Hold on, hold on. Okay, all right. On November right. 5th. November 5th. This is two days later. This is 17 days after Tammy has died. Lori and Chad are married in Hawaii. <gasps> no, they're not. Li- like, actually married. They get married 17 days after Tammy dies. What? The the picture that I sent you of Lori and Chad together, that's oh, from their wedding in Hawaii. From from their wedding. 17 days after, after Tammy died. Two weeks after his wife dies and her children are missing. Mm-hmm. That's why her smiling, doing the little hula thing, and then him, Ugh. you know, cheesing, doing the doing the guitar thingy, whatever oh it is. I'm sorry. God. I don't know. Like, <laughs> it pisses me off so much. Oh, my God. These pictures are what infuriated the world, I'm pretty sure. Like, I haven't even looked at all of them, and I'm infuriated by them. Once these pictures came out, everybody, she was instantly villainized. Like, there was no way around as it. As she like, should I, be. As, as should she be. should be. As they should be. This is right after their children are missing and his wife just died. And not super long after her husband died. I mean, like, not that long Yeah, after. I was just looking at my notes to be like, how long has he been dead? Yeah. Jesus. Like, yep. These pictures are every. If you look up anything about Chad and Lori, these are the pictures that are going to come up. There's no excuse for that. There's really not. No. There's really not. That right there, to me, right there, that's it. Like, I don't understand. He got married 17 days after his wife died, and you're not even going to look into that. His wife of how long, even? Like, they were together 28 for... 28 years. 28 years. 28 years. And two weeks later, he's marrying random yes. hot blonde. I'm saying, like, what is happening? And everybody's just like, cool. What? Good job, guys. What? Like, I'm joking. They're not. They're not. Nobody... Okay. Yeah, I was, was like, no. <laughs> I'm sure they would have been. But no, you'll see. We'll talk about it in a little bit. But some of her friends, like, didn't even know, you know, and stuff. Like, what? they just went and did it. What about his kids? Did they know? I don't think so at this point, no. Their, their interview is on 48 Hours. You can watch it and stuff, but it's super long. I... Okay. All right. Sure. All right. They can share a closet now. That's fine. <laughs> They can share a closet. That's it. <laughs> no more closet portals. We're done with that. <laughs> oh, okay. But yeah, yeah, they don't need portals anymore. They have their own closet they can share. <laughs> they can go sit in there and talk for hours. It's fine. It's great. No problems. Not a care in the world. You, if you look at these pictures, they're just like, our life is so beautiful. Look at our beautiful Hawaiian wedding. Like, we're, I, I don't get it. Did they post them on the internet after they got married? Not, like, right after, no. They didn't post them like that. This is social media age, so I'm like, okay, they put it on Facebook, you know? 
No, 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 no. They didn't go put it on Facebook. One of we'll see later. Lori sends it to one of her friends later, and that's how her friend finds out. Like, but it's like way later. Like she, she doesn't she tell people really important things a lot. She doesn't. No, she definitely knows how to tell people things in a way that makes it sound normal if she's talking to a certain person. And then if she's talking to people she knows, like her friends, she knows how to sound fucking insane. I don't know. She didn't tell anybody when uh, Joseph died. Right. She tells Charles's kids, oh, he passed away, not he was killed by my brother in my living room. Yeah, she omits the most important information. <laughs> if she says anything at all. If yeah, if she says anything at all, it's insane. What? I don't understand. And she just goes to Hawaii and gets married, okay. and is like, like it's, fine. "It's fine. Nobody needs to know. It's okay." No, they do. <laughs> it's totally and he fine. doesn't say anything to anybody. No, no. I think he's definitely the one who knows how to how to act around right. people. Oh my god, I can't it's, with this. It's so bad. <laughs> all right, so they're married on the fifth, on November seventh. Lori and Chad start looking for a rental home in Hawaii. They tell. All the homeowners that they talk to that they have no children. What? So like, so like, where? What? What's gonna happen? Are they just moving to Hawaii? Where are their children gonna stay? Assuming that they know where they're at, like they say they do, and they're just hiding them for whatever stupid reason. Okay. So meanwhile, November twelfth, over in Arizona, niece Melanie is like losing her shit. She like goes crazy. She trespasses onto her ex Brandon's parents' property, trying to like get to her children. Okay. And she, she, I guess she gets run off, right? And then two days later, on the fourteenth, she goes back to their house, to her ex, her, her ex in law's house, claiming that she had a court order to take her children, which she did not. Why was she not allowed to have her children before that? Well, she didn't get them taken away. They're involved in a custody battle, and whenever she was, she told Brandon, "Look, I'm leaving." Um, and we'll switch on, switch them off. But I guess it was Brandon's time to have the kids. Brandon knows that she's hanging out with Lori and he knows that Lori's insane right now because he taught, he, you know, him and Alex, not Alex, him, I believe him and Adam and Charles had spoken some about this. Right. So he knows. So he's trying to keep the kids away from her and she's not having it. She's like, you're going to give me my kids. I have a court order to take them. And she did not. So eventually Ooh. she's arrested and taken to jail because she won't leave the property. And then... Of course, you know, Uncle Alex comes and saves the day and bails her out of jail the next day. Alex, mind your own business. Like, please just go away. <laughs> Can just you please? Stop. Really causing a lot of issues here. You need to go. He is. At the very least, he's not helping any. Okay, so around this time, Lori and Chad come back to Idaho, right? I'm pretty sure nobody knows that they're married yet. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty sure niece Melanie probably knows. I think probably, she's yeah. a little bit closer than she implies, but that's just my opinion. And just to clarify, anything I say against Melanie is alleged. She is not involved in this investigation. Like, she is involved, but, like, she's not, not charged, being charged with anything. With anything. She is okay. not, yeah, she's not a part of all of that. So, just okay. so we all know that. Okay, so November 19th, Melanie and Brandon's divorce is finalized. And he is awarded full custody of their children. Nice. I assume her, her actions a few days prior probably led to him getting full custody, I would assume. Good. Yeah, absolutely good. Especially considering what's happening to children around all of these people. Wow. So Lori and an unidentified man take a box and a tote full of children's clothes to a storage unit that Lori had rented on October 1st. This is like a week or two 
after the kids were last seen. Oh, no. Um, she rented a storage unit, and she had been taking stuff to it. And then Lori, other people had been seen going in and out of the storage unit on multiple occasions, okay? Okay. Um, so just keep that in mind for later. On November 25th, 2019, the investigation officially begins. On November 25th, JJ's grandparents, Kay and Larry, contacted police to conduct a welfare check on JJ. Because at this point, they all they know is that they haven't seen JJ in months and that people are dying unexpectedly around Lori and Chad. Well, yeah. And they have been asking, like, all the time to talk to JJ. And Lori just constantly makes excuses why they can't talk to him. Why did they think this was going to work? They were just going to vanish and no one was going to ask That's questions? That's what I don't understand. They just really, these people, like, really thought that they were just going to do all this stuff, allegedly, of course. <laughs> And then just, just go live in Hawaii. Like everything was fine. Like they just thought that they were going to like go, go live a life and it was, everything was going to be fine. Like who would ask questions? Like what? <laughs> what? It makes you no think sense. You the only people in the world that want to know what happened to these kids? I don't understand. I know. Like I don't get it. Did you really think no one was going to ask questions or that you were just going to be killing off people who did? Like I don't understand. Like what are you doing? What was the grand plan here? <laughs> I guess there wasn't one. Oh, somebody wants to know what happened? It's all right. They can die next. It's fine. Right. It's fine. Everything's like, we'll fine. We'll just handle that. Obviously. And we'll just move on. I just feel like that's the the um, the um motto for this whole group. Like, it's fine. Right. It's fine. It'll work Let out. It no big it's deal. Like, and that's, but remember, they're very religious. So, in their own way. But, I mean, a lot of what Lori says, a lot of the times, which we'll see later, too, um, is like, I'm doing what the Lord would want me to do. The Lord told me to do that. Like, shut up, Lori. You're so stupid. Gross. I hate it. It pisses me off so much. Like, religion in general doesn't bother me. It no, really that's doesn't. that's fine. That's great. But when people want to use it to excuse exactly. nasty, awful, that's bigoted, exactly or, or violent behavior, that's right. fucking stupid. I agree 100%. That's exactly it. So, okay. So, the next day on the 26th, Rexford... Rexburg PD goes to Lori's house to perform the welfare check. When they get there, <laughs> this is great, they see Chad and Alex outside. When they question them about Lori or JJ's whereabouts, Chad acts like he doesn't know he doesn't know Lori very well. <laughs> like what? He he even tells them that he doesn't have her phone number. They're literally married. Are you kidding? Like what <laughs> are you doing? Okay. So Alex, this is even better. Alex tells police that JJ is with his grandparents. <gasps> they're the ones that called. <laughs> yeah, the police are like, uh, no, they're the ones who called us. So he's not there. Oh, um, God. <laughs> it was great. That's amazing. Like, what are you? Oh, my God. They're so stupid. <laughs> like, Alex says he doesn't know where Lori is, but she might be in apartment 107. Um, She wasn't. Her apartment number is 175. And eventually they do get to her house. They do go knock on 107 just, you know, to try to get there quickly based on his little tip. She lived in 175, so they go and knock on her actual door. And then she tells them that JJ is with her friend in Arizona, meaning Melanie Gibb. Uh-huh. So, obviously, they call Melanie to verify that, but Melanie doesn't answer. Um, Lori immediately says, well, she planned to take JJ to see Frozen 2 today, so they're probably at the movies. That's why she didn't answer. So, the police are like, look, you need to have her call us like right now immediately and she's you know she's like well they're at the movies so i'll have her call you you know as soon as she can mm -hmm. or whatever so they leave the next day on the 27th a lot of stuff happens on this day 
they still hadn't heard from Melanie, so they go to her house to search for JJ. No one answers the door. They are able to reach her by phone, though, and she supposedly tells them that she has not seen JJ in weeks. What? The problem with this is that it took them so long to reach Melanie, it took them a whole day, that Chad and Lori were able to leave Idaho. Oh, no. Supposedly, beyond this point, Melanie Gibb obtains a lawyer and cooperates with the authorities completely. She's like, y'all tried to throw me under the bus. Nah. That's what, I think that's pretty much exact. And a lot of this, a lot of it, if you look through Annie Cushing's website, which is phenomenal. um, If you look through that, you can kind of see how Melanie, like, kind of questions their motives a lot throughout Mm -hmm. their entire history of the last, like, year. Right. So... I kind of get it. At this point, I think she's just like, all right, I'm done. This is too much. Also, on the 27th, police obtained a search warrant and searched Lori's home. Uh, Witnesses said that Lori and Chad had vacated the home, obviously. So this is the next day. They're gone the next day. The witnesses said, I assume these are neighbors, said that when they vacated the house, there was no children with them. They also searched Alex's house and niece Melanie's house. Because remember, now they all live in the same little complex. It's like a bunch of townhomes, like a little community with townhomes. So they all live like right next to each other. So they searched all of their houses. Alex and Melanie weren't home either. So police also searched Lori's storage unit and find tons of kids items, bikes, clothes, backpacks, blankets, everything. So obviously she took all their stuff and put it in storage. Police visit Colby Ryan, uh, Lori's oldest son, Mm -hmm. Tyler's brother, JJ's brother, to ask questions about his mom. Um, After leaving, Colby texts Lori and he's like, look, two detectives just came to my door. What's going on? And Lori replies with, I got it. I'll take care of it. Love you. Uh, and then she shuts her phone off. Wh- uh, That's, I, I don't get it. Like, it's fine. Well, it's fine. Everything's it's fine. fine. No big deal. I'll take care of it. November 29th. This is two days later. All right. We're going to introduce a new person. Oh, God. Okay. Where's Look, my notes? this is a person. Okay. Yeah. Get your notes. This is a person who has been here pretty much since the beginning of the story, but I couldn't really fit her in until now because when i i didn't hear about her until this point in the story whenever this was all happening so this is november 29th this is two days after they search everything and find all of that um alex cox marries a lady named zulima pastinas in las vegas they get married zulima like i said she had been kind of involved for a while um lori and chad had told her she was one of these 144,000 people that was going to survive you know the second coming of christ so she was good so she had to hang out with them so there are lots of texts back and forth with lori and chad throughout this whole thing if you look like i said on annie's website you will see every text pretty much from zulima a lot of it's redacted so like allegedly Ooh. whatever zulima is all alleged too so whatever it's bizarre like, I have no words. We're just going to, I'm just going to read it to you, some of it. <laughs> um, it's bizarre. So Lori, like, coaches Zulima through this process that they are going through. This process of finding these people and bringing them all together and then doing whatever their religious thing is that they're going to do. Building the cult. Building the cult is what they're doing. <laughs> it's okay. not how they're explaining it, but yeah, that's what they're doing. So they truly believed that their bodies were changing into some form of higher beings by starting this process of finding all these people and doing what the Lord has asked them to do. So, okay. So there are texts from Zulima to Lori questioning if she was to go through menopause. Like Zulima, I guess, is at the age where she's about to go through menopause. Lori is too. I think their menopause had kind of already started. Okay. Zulima is asking if that process would be reversed as the process of 
whatever this cult's plan is, is put into action. So it, as their bodies transform into these higher beings, is she going to like reverse menopause is what she's asking Lori. <laughs> no, wait, just wait, okay. wait, Lori and Zulima exchange texts, right? About how they're already feeling younger and how their periods have already gotten more like those of a 20 year old. What? Zulima, Zulima stated that she hadn't had a period in a year, and now suddenly she was getting them again. That's not like, that's not normal, honey. It can't be because you just you know got involved with cult and you're probably stressed out of your mind. But like it's fine. <laughs> like it's got to be because you're being a higher being now. Like you're transforming. What? I, I can't. Like I swear to God, if you there's like you can read all of these text messages and they are like bizarre. They're insane. Like it's wild. The fact that they were having this conversation seriously. And it's like, they're seriously talking about this. Like, this is a real thing that is happening to them. Like, they're like, yes, this is happening. I feel it too. So-and-so feels it too. I don't know who else, but they do say something about somebody else. This is happening to more than just me. Like, this is really happening. We're doing it. Yay. And I'm like, what the fuck? I am so concerned for their mental health, for their physical health. It's if they've just got periods stopping and starting all the time, there's something <laughs> going on here that's not healthy. Like maybe go to the doctor. Maybe you know? that would be a good idea. Just, just in case. In case it's not the cult, like maybe go to the doctor and figure it out. I don't you know. know what you know what. It's fine. Everything's fine. Right. <laughs> it is. It's all fine. Everything all is fine. just fine. Everything no is big fine. Deal. <laughs> so they need t-shirts for their cult to say it's, it's, it's fine. fine. We'll make them some. It'll be fine. It'll be great. What's the name of their cult? Does it have a name? I don't think so. They're just the Doomsday Cult is what they're known as. I don't know if it has okay. like a legit I want to make t-shirts for them. I really do. <laughs> Doomsday Cult. No big deal. It's fine. It's fine. Everything's great. <laughs> Everybody's dead. Our bodies are decaying or something, but everything's fine. Right. We're reverse aging. Maybe they'll turn back into babies and then they'll get to start all over and then they won't be insane. This time. I, don't <laughs> I think they're going to be more insane. I don't think that's going to work out super well. <laughs> it's I'm wild. Just... I, yeah, I would, yeah. I'm concerned. It's insane. So another time, there's more though. Don't worry. Oh, God. Um, Sulima texts Lori about a dream that she had. Um, and in this dream, she was on the beach. She was covered with black tentacles, right? Sweet. <laughs> yeah, like, okay, right on, whatever, man. Um, she asked Lori if this is something dark. And, like, of course, obviously, it's got black tentacles, you know? So okay. Lori says, of course, you know, she says, yeah, it's something dark. It's trying to attach to you, but you are too strong. Of course you are. Oh, yeah. So later, Chad texts Zulima saying, I've removed the dark leeches trying to suck out your light. You're welcome. <laughs> Zoom Lima's like, he doesn't say You're it like that, but like, that's welcome. basically what he says. He's like, I did this thing. I removed all that crap from your body. And Zulima's like, I felt it. Thank you. You're the best. Like, she's like, I felt them come off of me. I felt the leeches removed from my body. Like, shut up. You're ridiculous. I can't I handle felt it. the whole thing. That was great. Thanks. No, you didn't. I hate it. It's so frustrating. Like, stop it. I'm also, for anyone listening, fully seeing the irony of us talking about our brain connection and then completely ignoring okay. <laughs> everything that they're saying. The brain connection is more of a proven thing. Okay. Yeah, it We've really had is. other people that have witnessed the brain connection. Yeah. Okay. Lauren Chad's crazy has not been witnessed by anybody except them. They're the only yeah. ones. They're like, yes, we talk to Jesus. And everybody's <laughs> just like, awesome great <laughs> ours is proven you can go through our text messages and see it 
Right. I can prove, I can prove things, you know, about our brain connection. There's, they can't, they're just like, you have to trust me is what they're thinking. And I can't, I can't handle it. It pisses no. me off. So, and even, okay, even the day that Charles Vallow died, Zulima sent a text to Lori saying, and I'll explain a little bit after I read it, says, as I was working on Hiplos today in the temple, I was told he will be taken as he is. I don't know what that means. Then I was shown to only put light, the brightest light, from the top and the bottom at the same time, meeting in the middle. So I've been doing that all day. Okay, so at first she says, as I was working on Hiplos today in the temple, Hiplos was supposedly, allegedly, a like a code name for Charles, or for what, Nick, whatever he is now. What? So, so she's saying, as I was working on Charles today in the temple, I was told he will be taken as he is. And remember, this was sent the day that Charles died. Oh, no. I, I guess she's just like praying over him or something, sending the brightest light from whatever mm-hmm. from her. I don't know something about Charles, but they text. She texted Lori this the day that Charles died, so she's been like in this from the beginning. That's so weird. But she, I mean, she wasn't relevant enough to really mention until now, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I, w- nobody really knew anything about her until she married Alex. But now that all the case stuff is open, we have all the text messages between them. Ooh. But so she marries Alex in Vegas, but the person who married them said that their wedding was very hurried and very businesslike. Like they just wanted to get in, get married and get out. Oh, the weirdest thing, really. It's not weird, but different, I guess. Alex takes Zulima's last name. Oh, oh, very progressive. Okay. It is progressive of him. Right. But also remember he had like been involved in like a lot of crime recently. So that could be <laughs> something true. with it. Um, allegedly, but you know. So, I don't think it's really alleged that he was involved in crime. No, no he, he, he definitely was. We know he was. Okay, so that so this is on November 29th that they got married, right? Uh-huh. This is also the day that Melanie Gibb, friend Melanie, says that she found out about Chad and Lori being married. She says she didn't know before that, but Lori sent her some pictures on that day. So that's when she found out. So not everybody knew that they were getting married. They just like went and did that. The next day, November 30th, Niece Melanie gets married to a man named Ian Pawlowski. What? They had only been dating for like two weeks. Um, <laughs> I'm Lady. well. They say they say that, anyways. But um, remember, her divorce was finalized, you know, just a couple weeks ago. So yeah, that could be why they say that they had only been dating for that long. Okay. But there is some evidence that Melanie knew Ian's ex-wife before this, so like they had probably met before she was divorced. But he was also going through, you know, custody trials for his kids. And I don't know exactly how big his role is in the whole grand scheme of things. Yeah. Um, There's not like a whole lot to find out about him, except that he's Melanie's new husband. He does like do some things. There's some texts. They kind of imply that he was kind of worried about Melanie's involvement with Lori and Chad. Um, I'd be worried, bro. Yeah, he he would, like, send some stuff that sounded like he was warning his ex-wife, like, about Melanie and to kind of stay away from oh. the situation. But and go ahead then, and marry her. It's fine. But it's fine. Yeah, no big deal. <laughs> it's fine. That's the motto of the whole call. It's that's, fine. That's what Everything's it is. Everything's fine. It's all fine. As far as I can tell, they're still married. I think they even have a child of their own now. So, like, they're they're fine. But okay. But he, he's kind of been there. Why y'all all got to keep involving kids in your weird stuff? Can you just leave them out of it? 
I don't understand why everybody had to like get divorced or like widowed to <laughs> to be in this cult and then remarried. Like, why are we? Why? What's the why? Point? Why do we got to kill everybody off and divorce and like what? What's happening? It's a lot. Okay. All right. December first, two thousand nineteen. Lori and Chad moved to Hawaii again. Well, I don't think they've lived in Hawaii before. They have visited a few times, but they were there for. Why are a they while. in Hawaii all the time? I know. Like, who just goes to Hawaii? Like, it's the thing. Like, how? I mean, that that's cool, man. I've never been to Hawaii. That sounds great. But but they that's a lot yeah, of they going just go. to Hawaii. Isn't it like expensive to go? That's what I to Hawaii. Think, like, right? like that's why I've never been there. But, exactly. Like, <laughs> Uh, a few days later, December 10th, this is 10 days after the initial police contact where they came to Lori's house, questioned her and all that. Um, and then they called Melanie. Uh, Melanie Gibb, friend Melanie, tells the police that Lori and Chad had both asked her to lie and say that JJ was with her the day that they came looking for him. Oh. There have been claims that she lied and originally told the police that JJ, that she had JJ. At Lori's request. But everything that I had seen up until this point said that she told them that she didn't. So I don't know. Okay. I'm assuming that she didn't tell them to that Lori and Chad had asked her to lie because she was kind of giving Lori time to do the right thing. Ugh. But I don't really know why she didn't tell them the first day that they had asked her to lie about it. But no. The police also searched the records in JJ's school. They interview all the teachers and the school officials. They're just kind of hoping to find anything to connect to him in any way. Um, they interview niece Melanie. They interview her new husband, Ian. They both claim to know nothing about the kids' whereabouts. They say that they fully support Lori. They know that she's doing whatever she has to do to protect her kids. Oh, really? Um, well, the story that Lori was kind of putting out there was that Kay, JJ's grandmother, had been harassing her ever since Charles had died about JJ and she was protecting JJ from her. So that's why when Kay was the one to call the police requesting that she show JJ to people or to the police, that's why Lori was saying no, because she didn't want Kay to have JJ, which is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. That whole thing is infuriating. infuriating. Yes. Like if you didn't want him, there's somebody who's perfectly willing to take him. Exactly. I don't understand. It's infuriating. So, um, so that's why Melanie was very, well, Lori's just trying to protect her child. Because remember, Lori was a very good protective mother before yeah. all of this. But Melanie is saying that, you know, no, I know her. She's just trying to protect her child. She wouldn't do anything to hurt him. She's just trying to protect him. Mm. I guess you never really think that someone you know is capable of something like that's that. That's the thing. That's the yeah. thing. Yeah. It's it's hard. I I don't know. I can't, I can't say one way or the other about yeah. other people involved in this. Because I don't know. Right. Okay, so a couple of days later on December 8th, Melanie Gibb, friend Melanie, she secretly records a phone call between her, Lori, and Chad. Okay, for you, I'm going to I'm gonna play the call. It's like 20 minutes long. Oh, so, no. So, like, we don't have to, like, listen to it all. Like, the middle part of the call is very, like, religious. It's like them sharing scriptures back and forth. Oh, my forth. God, we I want to hear it. We can cut all that out. But, like, I don't know if you want me to play the whole thing for you. I mean, probably. But it is. It's like 20 minutes long. Like, it's super long. Knowing me, I want to hear the whole thing. I figured. <laughs> okay, so she records this phone call. And it sounds like Melanie is kind of trying to give her friend one last chance to explain to her what is going on. Right. Like, without other people involved. Just between friends, you know? Well, she's recording it, so obviously it's But not obviously that's not what it was. But... <laughs> 
but that's kind of what she's trying to put off. So Lori just kind of gets increasingly vague. She just says things like JJ is safe and happy. She knows exactly where he is, which she does. Oh no. It sounds like Melanie's really like fed up with her. <laughs> like it's, it sounds like she's just very done with this whole situation. Good. Lori does question if she's recording at one point though. So I think Melanie's acting a little bit differently than she normally would. Okay. But Lori says quite a couple of things that kind of imply that Melanie was at least kind of going along with all of this stuff. But then throughout the call, Melanie says multiple times, like, this is not right. I've not felt right about this from the beginning. Your entire oh, relationship no. has made me uncomfortable from the beginning. And really throughout the story, you can, I kind of, I kind of thought the same thing. Like kind of seemed like Melanie was a little bit uncomfortable with it, but she went along with it. I feel like niece Melanie was way more involved than friend Melanie. Has I agree. Been. I agree with that too. But but remember, this is Lori's best friend still. And she's kind of the one who kind of introduced them in a way. Right. Uh, Chad even talks a little bit about Tammy as well. And <laughs> they go. Tammy. I know. My Tammy is so sad. Um, they go so far as to cu- of accusing Melanie's boyfriend, Dave, of putting like a dark influence on her. Melanie like immediately shuts them down. She's like, no, he's a good man with a good foundation. She's basically like, y'all need to stay away from him. Um, <laughs> like it's it, yeah. She like immediately. Like I know what y'all are capable that. of. Leave him alone. Yeah, he didn't do nothing. <laughs> Melanie just keeps trying to talk to her, saying that she's choosing the wrong path. Lori just constantly shutting her down. Uh, you can hear Lori getting very frustrated by the end of the call, and she eventually just hangs up on her. Okay. In this call, while I'm listening to this, Lori sounds brainwashed, but I don't. I don't. She's not brainwashed. In my opinion, I don't see her as brainwashed. I think that would mean that Chad is like this mastermind cult leader and he just brainwashed her so much. And I I don't believe that. I think they're all delusional and Mm -hmm. crazy, you know? Yeah. So, all right. So we're going to play the call. We're going to play some of the call. Some of it. It's very long. All of it for me. And I'm going to edit it down for all of you. (laughs) Yes. So that it's not 20 minutes long. Right. If y'all want to hear the whole thing, it's some of it's very religious. They share scriptures back and forth. So we'll probably cut everything out that's not totally necessary. Yeah. Right. Relevant. Thank you. That was the word I was looking for. (laughs) Because it's it's long. So um, I want the entire thing. Yeah. I'm going to give you the whole thing. Everybody else, y'all got to go look it up. I'm sorry. It's so long. Sorry, y'all. Okay. I'm selfish. I want all of it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. It's now supposed to be playing. Speak. Hello. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Speak. <laughs> I am not a dog. <laughs> I don't know why I did that like that. <laughs> <laughs> How rude. And I didn't even question it. I was just like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> you were just like, okay. Done. <laughs> I got it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Learned a lot about myself right then. That's fun. <laughs> okay. Hi, Chad. Hey, Lori. How are you guys? Hey, okay. How are you doing, babe? I'm doing pretty good, thanks. I was wondering, where, where are you guys? We're just hanging out. Hello. Are you, are you in Idaho? We're in Idaho. Okay. Um, I just wanted to ask you a question, if you don't mind, Lori. Yeah, um, I want to know, um, you remember we talked about JJ going to Kay's house and you told me they went there and now he's not there? I was wondering what happened. Well, I had to move him somewhere else because of her actions. So, okay. I, well, you know, when I asked Chad the other day, I was like, hey, um, 
you know, where, where is JJ? And he said, for my security, he didn't want me to know. So is there a reason I should be in danger to know where he is? <laughs> no, it's nobody. It's his danger. It's the danger that there's people after me. Okay.
You know me, Mel. You know me. This does not sound like you. This sounds like you've been influenced by somebody dark who wants you to believe dark things and have fear and have fear of the celestial world. I don't have fear. You obviously do. No, I have a piece of conscience and I can see clearly. Well, I'm sorry that you feel that way. I love you so much. I don't know what else to say. Stand Christ when he comes again and he's coming soon and we will all stand there and you will know at that point that he has supported me and has supported me the whole time and I have not been deceived. And it's just not true. My own children were there. They testified that Tammy had been getting weaker and sick and I begged her to go to the doctor. There's, she just, her heart was failing her. She was physically falling apart and she hates doctors and she just passed away. That's how it happened. All these conspiracy theories just make me sick to my stomach. I'm just absolutely sick. I know I've been told for years that Tammy would pass away at a young age. And I had no idea that Lori would even be a part of my life. I just knew that I, my life had two segments. You just have to have faith, and this is not some sort of master plan. There's no way, Lori, I should ever come up with this. It's just... You can understand my concern, correct? I can, from an outside perspective, but from an... From someone who knows as much as you know? No, not really. But we can feel Dave's influence on you. I can feel that, for sure. He's a very good man, and he has a very strong foundation that I know. If you would have obeyed God, he would have had your back, but you have been chased by tortured. I teach you this or not, so he had back. So, well, if he has your back, you would not, not be able to tell me where you are, and we could find JJ. Like, where is he? I've been asking, where is he? I can tell everybody where JJ is right now, and that would not be good for JJ. Oh my God. Okay. First of all, I highly recommend everybody go listen to the whole thing. Wow. Yeah. It's good. It's good. <laughs> oh my God. This is intense. I'm going to cut out like 80% of it probably. Right. Right. Because I'm going to keep in the important parts like at the beginning in the middle. And then they just start fighting a lot after that. <laughs> and it's like a very religious fight. It's a very yes. like, oh, the scripture says this and the scripture says that. And no, 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 no. I'm not going to keep that in there. If y'all want to go listen to it, it's very interesting to hear how the fight goes on. But wow. Okay. Lori definitely just does sound brainwashed, like really, really brainwashed. I agree. She really sounds like she believes all the stuff she's saying. Like, and Chad doesn't say a lot in that phone call. He really does. No, he just lets her kind of go off. He says a little bit, but Mm -hmm. he mostly in defense of himself, not of anything else. If he does talk, it's to talk about Tammy. That's exactly. That's right. It's very interesting to hear the whole call. Wow. That was a lot. That was a lot to unpack. But, like, I don't like when people go on religious rants. I know. It kind of drives me insane. Yeah, I don't like it. But also, if you're going on a religious rant to another religious person, and then it becomes a conversation, not a religious rant. That's true. Exactly. Which is why I can't really say anything. Right. Yeah. They were, they, I can see how it would, it would impact them, you know, differently than it annoys us <laughs> yeah that's exactly you it know? when i hear it i'm annoyed i'm irritated right. i'm like if they had tried to talk to me that way i would be like I'd be you're like, insane right <laughs> like it would but that no goes for any religion anybody talking exactly. to me like exactly. ranting about a religion Anything. i'm like yes. no leave me alone like, i don't stop. care yeah i don't care i got stuff to do man <laughs> exactly <laughs> we are not religious people we're really not 
Right. So no, no offense to anyone who is. Like, go no, do no. your thing. That's totally fine. Don't come at me about it. Right. I'd rather be a witch. I'm good. <laughs> they have more fun. It's fine. They do. <laughs> because, like, your religion should not affect my life. I agree. You know it what shouldn't I mean? be political. I hate yes. that. That infuriates me. And that's the vibe I get off of this whole conversation. Yes. Like, because the, the religion says so, you have to do these things. And I get where Melanie was coming from. Right. Like, she was trying to get them to tell her what was going on. And she was trying to use their religion to get them to talk. Which yes, was exactly. I agree. That was yeah. good. I did like that. That was smart of her. I don't like listening to it, but right. I like where she was going. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly that. But yeah, that was that was a lot. I, I highly recommend everybody go listen to the whole thing. I'm not playing the whole thing. I'm going to edit it out. But yes, go listen it is to very it because long. it's good. It is very long. But it's, yeah. It's worth the listen. On December 11th, you'll like this part. Um, that was the day before my birthday. <laughs> oh, it is. Look at that. It is. Oh. Oh. What? Okay. Okay. Oh, that's funny. Okay. Oh, or not. Oh, dear. Wait. <laughs> No, 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 it's fine. Like, it's fine. Like, I don't know. It could be great. It could be like, okay. It'll be fine. We'll f- oh. We're fine. <laughs> I'm so scared now. What? On December 11th, Tammy's body is exhumed and an <gasps> autopsy is performed. Finally. I knew I had a connection with her. I knew you it. You did. You did. Obviously, no official autopsy results have been released. I'm mm-hmm. sure they won't be until either after their trial, if at all. Yeah. Um, but Tammy and Chad's children have done an interview with 48 hours and they said that after the autopsy they were told that the cause of death is now asphyxiation (gasps) what but that can include a number of ways of dying as long as your airways are blocked so i mean like if she was coughing and you know like they said that's not too specific Mm. but she is included in the charges that Lori and chad are facing so Mm. they found something Oh. I don't know what. Something. Okay. Enough to charge them with something. So. <laughs> what? Oh. Um, okay. What? The next day. Uh, my birthday. <laughs> on your birthday. Um, okay. In 2019. Um, remember, Alex Cox is still being investigated over Brandon's shooting. Mm-hmm. But on December 12th, Alex dies at 51 uh- years old. <laughs> That's why I was like, oh, yeah. Okay. You're yeah. kidding. So that happened. What? On your birthday. Um, yeah. so I didn't realize that. I'm so sorry. So I'm just no kidding. way. So he was 51. Okay. How did he die? Zulima's son, his, his new wife's son, they've been married for like 12 days. So his her son called the police and told them that his mom's boyfriend was unresponsive on the bathroom floor. Okay. Apparently, he didn't know that they had been married. Uh, Okay. Okay. He said that he was vomiting and gasping for air when he walked in, and then Alex was rushed to the hospital, and then he was pronounced dead. Oh, no. It was determined to be natural causes. What? Um, It was a blood clot. She is a witch. It's wild, right? (gasps) That's insane. (laughs) There's no way. Like, I've had it. I've had enough. She's witch. Yeah, she is. I'm telling you. it's, It's happening. Everybody's dead. Everybody. This is four people so far. She's a witch. I can't. There's no other explanation explanation. for that. Right. That's right. Everybody just falls over dead around this woman as soon as they're (laughs) not useful anymore. Right. But remember, in that phone call, 
that was like six days before this or four days before this. Oh, Melanie and she... tells her that he oh. basically was about to say that the kids were not available to be found. You know. Oh my God! He told her. He yep. said no one's ever gonna find him. And then six days later, four days later, four days, four later, days he's later, dead. he's dead. Of natural Stop. causes. Yeah, seriously. Stop. I'm, and she's I'm in dead. Hawaii. Like, she's not anywhere near him. An evil witch, not a nice witch. Right. There's nice right. witches. She's an evil witch. Okay. All right. So while talking to investigators after his death, Zulima told them that Alex didn't have much contact with his siblings and that she didn't really know Lori that well. Uh, um, liar. Which is funny, though, because then one of her children told detectives that same day that Lori and Zulima were good friends. <laughs> okay. And that... Zulima had actually planned to move to Idaho until her plan suddenly changed around Thanksgiving, which is when the cops showed up. And then she ended up with Alex moving to Arizona to live with them. And then after that, somebody told Zulima not to talk to the cops anymore without a lawyer. So she got a lawyer and didn't talk anymore, which is probably really good advice. <laughs> so. And now he's gone. He can't even tell people what happened because he exactly. was he was the weak link. He really was. That's exactly what it was. And they they did it. They magicked him from the closet. They did it. They did from the closet. <laughs> that's where all the stuff happens, isn't it? I don't right. know. Right. That's where everything happens. He can make portals in the closet, so that's probably what happened. Yeah. He went that's see how they he got went there. from the, the Hawaii closet right. to Alex's closet. To the Arizona closet. Right? There you go. It was a closet portal. Did they Makes check the sense. closets when they were there? Probably not. <laughs> they weren't checking for portal closet portals, whatever. No. They didn't know they were that level of crazy. <laughs> so on December 16th, this part pisses me off. Two people are accepted as friends to Tylee's Facebook page. And there are still Venmos being sent out to Colby occasionally. So someone's making it look like she's still using her social media and yes, her phone. Exactly. That's exactly. annoying. That's what's happening. Yeah. So, also, the app for JJ's school is accessed periodically, but he was taken out of school three months before that. Right. On December 20th, this is when police announce the investigation. So, they tell the media they've partnered with the FBI to find the kids. Okay. Everybody goes crazy. Duh. I go crazy. Where are they at? Where are they at? So, January 1st, 2020, police search Chad Daybell's home in Idaho. They take 43 items from the house, so computers, notebooks, cell phones, medications, all that stuff, all to be analyzed by a forensic scientist. They're just hoping to put pieces together at this point. On January 7th, Kay and Larry announce a $20,000 reward to any information leading up to finding the kids. Mm -hmm. On January 25th in Hawaii, Lori is served with a child protection order requiring her to bring the kids to Idaho to either the police department or the Department of Health and Welfare by January 30th. I remember when this happened, and I remember you telling me, yeah, she's supposed to have them in court coming up, so we're going to know if they're there or not. I remember you talking about yes. that when it happened. Yeah. Yep. They gave her five days to bring the kids to Idaho yep. and then just show them. All that she had to do was walk them in the door, show them that they were okay. Yeah. That was it. The next day, January 26th, they execute a search warrant, and they search Lori and Chad's vehicle and their home in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. In the car, they found JJ and Tylee's birth certificates, Tylee's oh. debit card, which had been used since she disappeared, JJ's iPad and a second iPad logged into JJ's account, and JJ's school registration receipts. Oh, no. But in the house, they didn't find anything. 
relating to Tylee or JJ. Like nothing oh, at all. No, because they didn't live there. That's right. There were only two lawn chairs, two beach towels, two exercise mats. No evidence that they were ever there at all. Wow. Um, they questioned Lori and Chad again, but they still have their January 30th deadline. And they're not even, they're just saying, we're not telling you. What are they saying? Yeah, they're, they're just like, no, we're not going to, we're not going to show you where they're at. They're just like, we know where they're at. That should be enough for you. For their parents. <laughs> oh my God. And they thought this was just going to go away. Yeah. They thought that they could just get away with it. I don't know. I don't know. They have the January 30th deadline, but on January 29th, Lori and Chad move out of their condo. Also on January 29th, though, this is the day before they're supposed to bring the kids. Kay and Larry file for emergency guardianship of JJ, which I mm-hmm. assume that they definitely would have gotten. So January 30th comes, the day that she's supposed to bring the kids to Idaho. She obviously does not do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, she does acquire an attorney, though. <sighs> but um, she does not bring the kids. Lori and Chad really aren't seen again until like two weeks later. On February 16th, they are seen at an airport in Hawaii. We find out they're not leaving Hawaii. They're going to like a different island on Hawaii. But at this point, everybody knows the story. It's mm-hmm. in the media. Everybody everybody knows. So, and people in Hawaii are like fed up. <laughs> there, I mean, there's like signs on the side of the road that say like, where are your kids? Like just Ooh, randomly. <laughs> nice. Like, it's, it's, it was crazy to watch the media report on that. It was, that was nuts. That'd be me. Like every time I would walk past them on the street, hey, where are your kids at? That's exactly what happens when they're seen at the airport. It's by people and people are just like steady recording on their phones and they're yelling at them. Where are your kids? Yeah. She either ignores everyone or simply says they are safe. At this point, they have to understand that they're not going to get away with it. They think it's just going to blow over. That's what I'm saying. I don't understand what their plan was or if they were just rolling with it until they they couldn't anymore. Right. Yeah. I don't know. People will forget about it. No, they won't. No, your chi- like the, these two children are missing. Like people yeah. don't just forget about so stuff like that. It's so sad that they just thought that people were going to stop caring about where their children were. Yeah, it's crazy. It makes no sense. It doesn't. Keep clicking the wrong button. Yeah, I keep clicking <laughs> the wrong button and it <laughs> jumps through the page instead of scrolls. <laughs> Messes my eyesight up. Okay. I know. Not us poor eyesight bitches. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's you know, my eyesight's really bad anyway. So. Mm. All right, so on the 18th, the police execute a search of Lori's storage unit in Idaho, and they take every item that is in the storage unit for processing. Good. Oh, God dang it. I did it again. Stop it. Why is that keep happening? Let me try. Well, you're clicking it. It's, it's not happening <laughs> to you. <laughs> it is. Okay. That same day, the Madison County prosecuting attorney files the official criminal complaint against Lori. So she's going to get picked up and go to jail. Mm-hmm. The alleged crimes are as follows. They were two felony counts of desertion and non-support of dependent children. A misdemeanor for resisting or obstructing officers. Misdemeanor for solicitation to commit a crime. Misdemeanor contempt of court. So basically anything they could possibly think of because anything. they don't know where the kids are. Exactly. Yeah, I like that. I'm for yes. it. <laughs> yeah. So two days later, on February 20th, Lori is arrested in Hawaii. Yeah. This, yeah. This is the day. She was held on a $5 million bond. Good. 
pending her extradition to Idaho. So they're trying, they're waiting to send her to Idaho. So her bond was $5 million. Um, the next day is her first kind of court hearing. Her attorney requested that her bail be reduced to $10,000 from $5 million. No. Um, the request was denied. <laughs> she, she has a history of like running away. I don't understand where they thought that that was going to be okay, but. A couple days later, Chad cancels the lease on their condo in Hawaii. They're obviously going to have to leave. <laughs> um, then Lori requests again to have her bond lowered. It is again denied. Let it go, lady. I know. Like, stop. You're not getting out. Quit. That's not going to happen. Then she waives her right to an extradition hearing. So she's definitely going back to Idaho. She's not going to try to fight it before then. She's just going back to Idaho to face trial. On February 26th, niece Melanie, her attorneys, released a statement denying Melanie's involvement in the kids' disappearance. They claim she doesn't know anything about where they were. I don't know if she did or not, but they definitely said she did not. Um, they also deny any involvement in the attempted shooting of Brandon. Sure. Saying she was not involved at all. Well, who's going to say she wasn't now? Exactly. Man, uh, that's annoying. So March 5th, she is extradited back to Idaho. So she's back in Idaho now. The next day, Lori has an arraignment hearing and where her bond is reduced from $5 million to $1 million, which she's in Idaho. So I mean, she's kind of where they need her to be now, I guess. I don't know okay. why it's lowered, but whatever. Every bond company within range refused to post her bond. <laughs> so she was not getting out anyway. I love that. that yeah, I love that too. really happy. That was great. <laughs> They're like, screw you. You could stay in there. <laughs> I know. She Well, she can. She can stay. Yeah. And she's, like I said, she's kind of a flight risk. She likes to just up and leave at well, random. Yeah, she keeps going to freaking Hawaii. <laughs> All the time. All the time. <laughs> Did Hawaii not cost as much to travel to two years ago? Because I don't think that's the case. I don't think so. That was just where she wanted to be. I don't know. But they kept going back and forth, which is what drives me crazy. Right. I know. Just stay. That's, that's just an stay expensive. Because it seemed like they did well in Hawaii for a while. Like, they yeah. should have just stayed there the whole right. time. And it would have been fine. Yeah. Hopefully. 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 Unlikely. Okay. The prosecutor does reveal that Lori had continued to receive Social Security payments. Not super shocked by that. For the kids. Mm -hmm. Like, after even after they had disappeared. You think that's maybe why she didn't tell anybody that they were? I, yeah. Or why she didn't make it at least look like something had happened to them? Not even necessarily that she did it. Right. That Yeah, I definitely think that has a very big part of it. Yes, absolutely. She just kept wanting to get the money. Wow, right. that sucks. I never even thought of that. I just thought she didn't want to get in trouble. I never thought about the financial aspect of still having them technically be around. Exactly. Because they both got Social Security payments. Yeah. Both of their dads were dead, so... And with um, JJ having autism, he might have had other benefits coming to her right. as well. Right. Very true. That's so depressing. Yeah. yeah I hate she that. Sucks. She really sucks. <laughs> like every word I hear about her makes her suck more. Right. Exactly. Ugh. Yeah. It's awful. It just gets worse and worse the more you go on. Especially if you watch any of the like the hearings or anything because she's uh -huh. just like weirdly calm and just like nothing is wrong and i'm like lady do you know what is Everything happening in your life wrong. right now like this is a very big deal wow yeah it's very weird she just thinks that everything's gonna be fine that's what it is it's fine <laughs> everything, everything is, is fine oh gross <laughs> it's crazy yeah her preliminary hearing was originally scheduled for march 18th this is 2020 mm-hmm 
but it was moved to May 7th so that they could collect more evidence. March 18th was only like a couple weeks after right. her original hearing. So a couple of days after that, Lori's attorney filed a motion to have the current judge dismissed and a new one appointed for the case. Why? They didn't give a cause like at the time, but then he does say later that it was because the judge was currently over a child abuse case, so he didn't want conflict, which it was approved. The judge was changed to Michelle Radford Mallard, so that's okay. who it is now. Oh, it hasn't even happened yet. I forgot. No, it hasn't. It hasn't <gasps> oh, happened yet. So We're not there yet. March 16th, two of the attorneys on Lori's team withdraw from the case. Not surprised about that either. Ooh. But it's like a team of attorneys, so she still has some, there, but two okay. of them left. Why? Uh, well, probably because they were like, nah, I don't want to. I'm <laughs> they not listened doing to her that. talk for five minutes. That's and they were exactly, like, never mind. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> they were like, me, it like, makes my skin crawl. I can't yeah. handle it. I understand. <laughs> On April 2nd, Lori's attorneys, the remaining ones, requested all the records pertaining to basically every single person that was ever involved with Lori and Chad. So, like, everybody we've talked about and then some. They requested all of their records. I assume that's how we have all of these text messages and all of this stuff that we have now. Okay, so the investigation just continues after that. They're still in jail. Not a lot happens. Uh, May 25th comes. That is JJ's eighth birthday. Um, nothing. No side of the kids. Nothing. Um, okay. Take a deep breath. Oh, hold on. Like, I want to know because I want to know how and everything, but. We're fine. It's going to be fine. We're fine. We're not. <sighs> okay. All right. Do it. Hit me. Okay. So the biggest thing to happen for the case was on June 9th, 2020. This was nine months after the kids went missing. Police conduct another search of Chad Daybell's home and they focus their search on two of the locations in the backyard. One where Alex's phone pinged the night that JJ went missing and then where they were told that the pet cemetery was. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there they make probably the worst possible discoveries that they could have made. Trigger warnings. Ugh. All of them. So if y'all want to skip. All of them. Just all of them. Just all of them. We're just going to encompass everything right now. It sucks. Okay. So first, near the pet cemetery, they probed the ground and they found several spots of like disturbed land where they eventually uncovered the remains of a cat and a dog. So okay. uh, it's a pet cemetery. So after this, they use a backhoe to dig a little bit further, and they discover a layer of bricks about a foot underneath the dirt. <gasps> what? They continued searching. Under the bricks, they found several human bones and charred tissue. Hmm. These were eventually determined to be the remains of 16-year-old Tylee Ryan. Ugh. Chad's neighbors told authorities that they had heard a gunshot at Chad's property the day that Tylee went missing. Mm -hmm. But remember, his story was the raccoon. He saw a raccoon and he shot it and buried it in the pet cemetery. That's what he told Tammy sure. and that's what he told his neighbors. That was Ugh. obviously not what happened. Then they moved to the spot near the pond where Alex's phone pinged. Another trigger warning, like another one, because this one needs another one. Under a layer of dirt, they found two pieces of flat paneling. They lifted up the paneling and found what appeared to be a round object covered in black plastic. Um, immediately a strong odor was produced from the plastic. One of the investigators made a small incision in the black plastic and they found that there was another layer of white plastic. They made another small cut in the white plastic and immediately noticed light brown hair and oh. realized it was another set of human remains. So the body was wrapped in tight black plastic and 
the hands, feet, and mouth were secured with duct tape. Oh, no. The extent that they went through to cover that up is horrifying. It's repulsive. Why? (sighs) It's going to hurt me to ask this question. Why would it be necessary to tape him at all? There's a lot of speculation that why would you need to bind his hands if he was already dead? So they think that maybe he was bound while he was still alive. That's why he was with a bunch of adults that he trusted with his family, with his uncle and his mother and his other guy. A mother's friend. Yeah. He knows these people. What would why would he need to be bound? Why, Why would for any reason would he need to be bound? It's very concerning obviously the this is eventually discovered to be seven-year-old jj mm-hmm. so i don't know i don't know that doesn't make any sense at all there's no reason for that no i what these two children went through in their last few moments i can't even begin to imagine from their family their family people that they trusted exactly they were supposed to keep them safe yes Not only did they hurt them, then they went through extensive measures to make sure nobody found them. That they lied about it for like, what, a year? Nine months. They wrapped him in two kinds of plastic. Yes. And buried him under metal sheeting and then put her under bricks? Like a wall of bricks in the ground? Yes. That's an, an unnecessary, unnecessary, I can't, I'm stuttering, I can't. It's an I know. unnecessary amount of a lot. So meanwhile, Chad's bitch ass is sitting across <laughs> the street at his daughter's house. Okay, he's watching the investigation. The, what? The cops. Isn't he in jail? He's not in jail? While they're searching. Like they didn't find, oh. they had. they were finding it. Like they hadn't necessarily found it yet. They went to his house to search. He went across the street to his daughter's house. The cops like knew where he was. It wasn't like he was like. He wasn't there, arrested like, already? Not while they were searching oh, his property. she was arrested yet because they were her kids. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Because at that point, it wasn't. It, they were just missing. Like, mm-hmm. she just didn't tell them where they were. It wasn't mm-hmm. his responsibility, technically. I mean, it was once they got married, I guess. I don't know. But, I guess, yeah. But um, so while they're searching the house, he was across the street at his daughter's house. So once they find the bodies, obviously, they're going over to go get him. Mm-hmm. But, like, at some point, Chad leaves his daughter's house and tries to like flee <laughs> i don't know what he was trying to do but like there's tons of cops there so they obviously they follow him and he's arrested like a mile away they're searching my house they're gonna find this i'm just gonna go it's fine everything is fine everything is fine there's a call from Lori, like she's in jail obviously but a call Lori calls chad while she's in jail that like while they're searching and chad's like yeah they're searching oh no you can hear the call i'm not gonna play the call but you can look it up and hear it she's just like can i do anything for you or something like that and she's just like i love you i'm sorry Fuck off and he's just like yeah i don't know what's gonna happen i don't know they're both in jail now though so there's that that's good on june 10th that's chad's first hearing it just sets his bond at a million dollars so the same as Lori's. Mm -hmm. june 13th that's when the remains are positively identified as jj and tylee Mm-hmm. Um, it was determined that Tylee had been dismembered post-mortem and that her oh. remains were burned. Poor baby. And like I said, they do question if JJ was alive when he was bound in duct tape. It's mm-hmm. like, why? Why would you do that? Colby Ryan, their their big brother, he made an Instagram post after the bodies were found. And it said, 
I don't even know how to start this, but to my beautiful, amazing, sweet angels, the only peace I have is knowing you are in paradise. I'm broken over this to not see your beautiful faces, hear your voices, or know that I can't hug you or see you kills me. I will never let anyone forget, forget you. I have prayed that I could be with you again, and one day that will be true. I have more love for both of you than you could ever know. I miss you both. I love you both. This seems like a nightmare. It just seems unreal. I will never be able to express my love for you. I'll never let you be forgotten. With all my love to you both, forever, you're in our heart. Okay. So that was from Coley. Just Okay. It gets worse. I'm seriously at the end. I really might let you like step away if you want. So <laughs> oh God. They're still investigating. Both sides are getting all the evidence. There's a lot that happened in this case. It takes them a long time to gather all the evidence. What what defense could she possibly have at this point? Exactly. That's my thing. Like it's 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 over. I feel like like there's so <gasps> much proof say? of what happened. Like I just I don't understand what they think is going to happen here. I would love to know what her response to any of this is. Tell me one thing. You said they were fine. They were safe and they were not. What's your excuse? Right. Exactly. Like you said you knew where they were. Well, they were in at Chad's house uh, buried. So if you knew that, then that's it. Even if you didn't know that, then you didn't know where they were. So you suck anyway. What could her lawyers possibly have to say in her defense? I don't understand even defending her. Like, you have to know that that's not going to work. I don't understand what else she could say besides I'm guilty. Like, what other option is there for her? I really don't understand. We're about to talk about that. But first, um, July 22nd, 2020. This is the day that the world is supposed to end, according to Chad and Lori. This day came and went, obviously, and nothing happened. I, I just, I really hope that they just, like, put her in a room by herself with no contact, with anything. That way she just, she didn't have anything to like misinterpret as, you know, a sign from whatever veil or whatever the hell. Like, I just hope that she just sat in her room and they were like, I just I hope that that day was miserable for her. I just feel like she doesn't feel that. I don't. Oh, absolutely not. She doesn't. I don't think she does at all. Well, she, I guess they really don't as far as I can tell. But um, in May of 2021, Lori and Chad are indicted on multiple new charges. This is for both of them. Uh, Two counts of first-degree murder for JJ and Tylee, I assume. Uh, Two counts of conspiracy to commit murder. This is Tammy and Charles, I assume. Oh. Lori is indicted for grand theft by deception, I assume, for receiving the payments after the kids had already died. They weren't missing. They had died. Chad is also charged with first-degree murder of his wife, Tammy. (gasps) (laughs) So they, yeah, they must have definitely found something, but they have. Well, we they don't know what. No, they haven't released oh. autopsy for Tammy, JJ, or Tylee. Justice for Tammy. I agree. Justice for Tylee, obviously, and JJ and Tylee, everybody too. Absolutely. Oh my God, Lori, uh, she is deemed incompetent to stand trial because she's brainwashed and crazy. Right. That's pretty much what they're saying, and she's recommended restorative treatment until she is competent to stand trial okay the insanity defense is not allowed so she wasn't like pleading insanity but she was deemed incompetent so it's like she just doesn't understand the charges against her in her her current state of mind yes she does she does absolutely she does (laughs) so she had to go to some kind of mental health facility or jail or something 
until it's decided that she fully understands her charges. But they have both pled not guilty to every charge. Whatever! Yeah. Like... (laughs) We were just lying the whole time about knowing where they were at. That's all we did wrong. We didn't didn't do anything wrong. But these two children are dead and all of these other people. But everything is fine. Fine. It's all fine. No (sighs) problems. It takes until April 11th, 2022. So this year. So this is like a year later. She's in this treatment thing. After that, she is found competent enough to have a trial. Oh, she was scheduled to go to court in October of this year. So, like, in a couple, next month? A couple months? Next oh. month. But her attorney requested a delay so they could get more evidence. No. Of what? I know. What like, what? You've got it all. Like, it's right there. You they have everything. Left you everything. You don't need anything else. It's ridiculous. But <sighs> the judge granted the delay. And it was why? eventually. I know. Why? It's ridiculous. But it was eventually decided that they would combine Chad and Lori's hearing. I don't know why, but again, this is a thing. go away forever. I don't care. Right. I don't care. Like, as long as they go to jail, like, I don't care who gets what hearing or what. All right. Get them both done at once. That's fine. Right. Right. Uh, Prosecutors are now requesting that consumptive DNA testing be done on a small amount of evidence that they found on the children's bodies. Like, there were hairs on duct tape inside one of the body bags used to transport JJ. Okay. And then um, there were fingerprints on the sticky side of the tape that had JJ's body. That was probably all going to be Alex. It was like, I would assume so. I mean, well, there was also stuff on a shovel and a pickaxe that they got out of the garage in the barn that they think, Uh I guess, was used for part of it. Okay. But stuff like that. Um, The only problem is that there's so little DNA that any testing done is going to destroy the evidence. So they get one try. Oh, no. So they, they haven't I, done it or I don't think so. I don't think so yet. I don't know what do they're it. doing with it. They might have. I, but as far as I know, no. Maybe they're saving all that information for the trials. Right. Yeah. I think a lot of it will come out at that point. Oh, um, God. I'm going to be watching that like a hawk. Oh, yeah. Their trial is set to start on January 9th of 2023. So this coming January. If convicted, the nature of their crimes would qualify them to receive capital punishment, which is the death penalty. We're just going to end it on some things about the kids. Tylee was known to be feisty and sweet all in one. Her family says that she loved to watch movies and her favorite show was The Office. You're going to make me cry right now, aren't you? That's I what know. you're trying to yes, do. Yes, I'm oh, so God. sorry. Okay, all right. So she was always laughing. She loved hanging out with her friends and her brothers. Uh, Tylee was known, like I said before, to be the fierce protector of her little brother, JJ. Um, JJ loved his big sister. He was known to have the biggest heart and the most beautiful smile. He loved his family, and they loved him so much. There is a poem that was written by it's gonna i know it's a very sad poem this is what we're gonna end on you don't want to hear the poem you don't have to it was written by brandon so niece melanie's husband ex-husband i'm sorry so niece melanie's ex-husband brandon so if this is crazy how far these kids reach was i mean this man was like a part of their life Mm -hmm. you know but this was jj hadn't been adopted by Lori and charles this would have been his Great aunt in law's ex nephew, what in law? 
Like, okay. this, that's how far down this was. Okay. But like, but he was a part of their life, you know. So he was like a big part. So, all right. Okay, so this was written for JJ on his eighth birthday. This was while he was missing, and they hadn't found him yet. Is this the thing that you said you would actually let me not listen to if I yeah. wanted? Really? If you don't want to listen to it, you don't have to. But it just, this is just a really sweet poem is all it really is. But it's just, it's. You said this is the one that keeps making you cry. It does. It makes me cry every time. Oh, I don't know if I want to do it. I'm so stressed out right now. You Ugh. don't have to. If you want to even turn your mic off or your sound off, I'm, I would, it's fine. Oh, on a scale of one to ten, like how hard is it gonna make me cry? Uh, like I get that I'm gonna cry, but like on a scale of one to ten, am I gonna be like uncontrollably sobbing on the floor as a ten, <laughs> or is it gonna be like a one? Like there's one tear. I don't know. I've never like uncontrollably sobbed, but I've definitely like ugly cried a little bit like the first two or three times I read. So like an eight? Is that where we're at? I guess. Yeah. Maybe. Oh no! I don't know. That's don't bad. Know. It's really it's really sweet though. It's it's titled "The Things We Didn't Know" by Brandon. Oh God! Just but the title is gonna make me cry. Okay. Well, yeah, because that's kind of what it's about. He's like, if we had known then. Okay, but it does describe JJ a little bit, so that's why I wanted to end on it. Because okay. I'm gonna mute I want to end with my JJ. mic because I'm probably gonna cry. Okay, I might too, so don't judge, but it's fine. <laughs> okay. A while ago, I met a boy. He couldn't walk or talk, and he developed slower than the others on his block. He had to learn things differently. Talking did not come fast, but there was something we all knew. His energy would last. Some days I wish I could go back and watch as they all play. I'd relish as he ran around, not knowing to obey. Perhaps I'd stress a little less that he would run away, focusing instead on how he ran. Oh my god, I can't. <laughs> I'm already like sobbing. I have to find a mute. I'm already uh, crying so bad. It. It's so much. Okay. Focusing instead on how he ran, no care would slow his day. He'd say something a few more times than any child should, who knew one day that he'd become the boy I'd hoped he could. Unite us all across the globe, a passion you'd ignite, and make us stand up one by one on your behalf we'd fight. So know you're loved. We miss you both. Of course, we hope to show. So many of us couldn't help the things we didn't know. <sighs> um, one more paragraph. It's almost over. Oh, this part's stop. not bad. This part's not bad. Um, <laughs> okay. But we're here now and we won't quit. We'll demand what is right. We'll search and ask and look for you working day and night. <sighs> I only had to pause it like twice so I could cry, but it's fine. I'm just joking. Oh, Wow. So yeah, that is Lori Vallow, Davo. Yeah, I'm exhausted, like emotionally, mentally exhausted. Yes. Oh, me too. I'm so glad that it's over. It's yeah. like this. It's over as it can be at this point. Right. We will definitely do an update episode after everything is said and done. Um, we'll have some lighter stuff for a little bit because we've been doing a lot of heavy stuff. I'm gonna do a um. Kind of a spooky one next week. Yes, I'm so yeah. excited. The um, I don't want to give anything away. I know she won't tell me anything like at all. Nothing. <laughs> no, I won't tell her anything. It's driving me crazy. <laughs> it's a fairly recent missing person case. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's cool. I like it. And spooky, you said. And spooky. Nice. Yeah. See, that's the, cool. There's this. Well, no, the whole thing is pretty spooky. It's got 
I don't know. We're probably going to end up talking about aliens again. That's all I have to say. <laughs> yes, it's always the aliens. I mean, I mean yeah, that doesn't not give even anything away. We always get there eventually. <laughs> It'll be the aliens. I don't doubt that. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I'm I telling love it you right already. now. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Well, this has been evidence of monsters. Plenty of evidence oh, of some yeah. real ass monsters. Absolutely. Yeah. This one was our namesake right here. Right. That's yeah. That's all of it. Yep, all the evidence. Right there. All the monsters. <laughs> I'm stressed. I'm stressed. I, I think I'm stressed because it's technically not over. You know. I know. Yeah. They still have to go to court. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's wild. Um, I'm gonna go watch the Netflix special. <laughs> yeah, you can definitely watch it. Now. I can watch it now. Yay! <laughs> Follow us on Instagram. Evidence of Monsters, Twitter, Evidence of Monst, M-O-N-S-T. Wherever you're listening to us now, follow us. Because most of our listeners are not followers. Follow us, please. Rate us. Tell us what you think. We love you. We hope you love us. Okay, thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. So I had... An interesting experience this week. Very interesting. Let's hear about it, Vega. <laughs> I'm still kind of processing the whole thing. I'm not going to give too much detail because I don't want to talk about y'all. Y'all will understand once I start. Um, right. So I have a hobby. I do um, tattoos just on like friends and family and stuff just for fun. Mm-hmm. And I did a tattoo on a neighbor. Um, how do I want to say this? Uh, this person was murdered. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how like, else to put what? it. It's <laughs> wild. Yeah. So I had, okay, let me start from the beginning. I had gotten a notification from my uh, ring camera. Anyone who has one knows that it'll give you like um, alerts about stuff going on in your area. And I got an alert that said, hey, the police are investigating a situation near you, um, steer clear of the area, whatever. And so I went and looked at it, and there was an area like two blocks away from me where it was being investigated, and um, I know people that live there. They said that a body had been found. And I was like, oh, wow, that's so crazy. That just happened right next to me. That's wild. And I was kind of following the whole thing over the next couple of days. And when I told my husband about it, he was like, you know that person. And I was like, no, I don't. <laughs> don't be ridiculous. You're crazy. Oh <laughs> and um, the more detail came out, then photos of this person came out. And I was like, I, that person looks super familiar. <laughs> that looks exactly <laughs> like this person. Uh, I don't know this person like super well. I had met met them in passing. I had done a tattoo on this person just for fun, for practice, whatever. Um, Mm -hmm. So I didn't like know them, know them. But I had met this person. I had met their significant other. Uh, The significant other also wanted a tattoo. I didn't want to do it because they wanted it like on their neck. And I was like, heck no. (laughs) (laughs) Um, As information kept coming out, uh, this person's... uh, full name was was released and I found their Facebook because I'm a detective. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I can literally find anybody. I promise you. Um, Oh yeah. Yeah. I got that figured out. (laughs) (laughs) 
It's a gift, really. It is. It really is. <laughs> Shannon's way better at it than me. She can find anything, anywhere, I always. About anybody. I don't care. <laughs> okay, so I found this person's Facebook, and I was kind of going through it. I was like, well, yeah, that looks exactly like that person, but it's not them. It's fine. <laughs> and yeah, uh, I was in total not. denial. And then I found a picture of this person's hand that I had tattooed and the and the cover, like the, the, the tattoo that was there that I had covered up with the one I did. Um, oh. And I was like immediately just in shock because I was like, yep, I did, I did that hand. <laughs> I know that hand. I know that tattoo. I did it. And so I looked up a picture of the tattoo that I did and compared it to that person's hand. Like I'm like in denial, <sighs> full, full on denial. <laughs> That is so stressful. Oh, my God. And so I finally come to terms with it because then I, as soon as I found this person's Facebook, I go and I start doing more digging, found their TikTok, found videos of this person uh, with the tattoo that I did on them. That's wild. And after that, there was no more being in denial. And my husband was like, I told you, yeah. <laughs> why didn't you believe me? <laughs> this person was uh, legit murdered in their own uh, place of residence. Um, their significant other is on the run, <laughs> missing. Um, I'm not gonna talk about details of how they were found or where or whatever because yeah, I, I don't either. like. It's very early. We don't know anything. I don't want to like put anything out there that ends up being wrong. Right, for sure. So yeah, uh, <laughs> anyone who has been listening to our podcast knows that I have a lot of crazy stories that come up. I don't know how this always happens to you. Like I what? don't know why is this what in our are you life. Doing? <laughs> Nothing ever happens to me. I've had everything happen to me. I've been flashed. I've had ghost encounters. I've witnessed a murder. I've spoken to a murder victim, spent time with a murder victim and their murderer. (laughs) I don't... Potential murderer. I don't... uh, On top of it, your house is freaking haunted. My house is haunted. That's one of my many ghost encounters. Yeah, my house is haunted. I bought a Necronomicon. I know. Like it wasn't enough you going on in picture. my life. Yeah, I right. Did. Let's make it just a little bit more chaotic and release all these demons. It's fine. Just it's very a little spooky. bit. It's Halloween. fine. It'll be fine. We're in September now. Yeah, I'm for it. We're close all enough to vibes. you know yes. when the portal to the other side opens. I might as well have a Necronomicon. I mean, <laughs> exactly. That's right. It's fine. The ghosts in my house are gonna it. love it. It's gonna be great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, ghosts and no vibes down our brain connection. I can't. <laughs> I'll do my best. Keep I feel like ghost. I only okay. have one story left that I haven't told yet. I can only oh. think of one. Have you told me yet? Do I uh, I'm sure I have. The ghost that I saw in Montana. Oh, and I also have a skinwalker encounter that I haven't talked about. What? <laughs> what? I, I'm pretty sure it was I a skinwalker. I can't. That is the scariest thing in the whole world. Yeah, no. Oh my god. Oh my god. It was very scary. It was a very mild potential skinwalker encounter. Like it wasn't that bad. That is terrifying. Yeah, I'll probably save those other two stories for another time. Yeah. (laughs) But if that situation ends up becoming like solved in public, I'll probably talk about it. But but not right now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If there yeah. gets to be more, then I'd love to hear more about it. But yes. Well, you know everything. Right? <laughs> everything I know, you know, and I know everything that's on the internet. <laughs> right. Right. I'm looking it up because I need. Don't. I need don't. Not. Don't. You don't. Why? Need, I can't, okay. You're gonna have to cut it out. Okay. Like, I'm sorry, future Becca. 
like forgive me like i just want to cry if it's gonna like kill me and it's gonna ruin the end for me don't tell me okay i don't know i don't know what what to do because if you're gonna look it up i gotta tell you right now like when you're just gonna have to cut it out oh wait 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 wait. don't tell me because i think i know where you're going because i think our brain connection is okay activating and i don't like it like even looking at it right now makes me want to cry i think you're gonna I don't. I don't think you're gonna see. Okay, I'm gonna wait, wait, because I'm gonna say what I think you're gonna say, okay. and I don't even know if I'm right. Okay. Uh, you're probably right. I think you're right. Brain connection. Uh, I think you're right. Yeah. Was he found in the same clothes? Yeah. Yeah. Oh no. It's uh, like like, and I want to cry because he's just a little boy sitting there in his little red pajamas and looks adorable, and it's like. Oh. I hate that we're psychic. I don't like, like that. I can't. Because I, I promise you, I had never heard that information before. I had not until like maybe an hour ago oh no uh yeah i didn't my head. i didn't know it i didn't know that i didn't i've never seen this picture before but it's like up on my computer and i can't oh, like well now i'm definitely not looking it up i was literally about to no don't you're not gonna it's gonna make you cry go find it where's it at go find your buzz light here where's buzz Ooh, buzz he loves buzz light here i'm still buzz. doing the fucking thing when i, I talk to him <laughs> That's all right. It's fine. <laughs> he feels your vibes through me. Good. I know. That's what it is. I, see, I know that internally, and that's why I do it. Okay. We solved it. We know now. <laughs> that's funny. Right. That's it. I had to bribe them with cake, but I think they'll be quiet. Cake <laughs> is a great bribe. We it cake. really is. I'm going to eat some cake when we're done. <laughs> that's a wonderful idea. Yes, isn't it?